Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 109. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, here today with my co-host, Kona the Podcast Dog. And we are recording this intro today, a very snowy Monday morning here in Toronto. In fact, it's been a very snowy week or so here in the city and included such winter activities as endless amounts of shoveling, getting your car stuck in the driveway, but also some tobogganing. I went out tobogganing on Friday night for the first time in probably like... 15 or 20 years (laughs) and I don't even own a toboggan anymore but luckily one of my neighbors had one of those crazy carpets and let me tell you those things are fast and unpredictable but man was it a lot of fun especially during a pandemic it was nice to be outside and just doing something different (laughs) and it looks like we're gonna have at least another week of heavy snowfall and uh, oh man if you're in Texas I hope you've got your power back some crazy weather you guys are having down there. Obviously something you're not accustomed to dealing with like we are here in Toronto. So I hope everyone's safe and comfortable and warm again down there in Texas. And uh, moving on to today's episode, snowy weather is something that our guest today does not have to worry about as he resides in Sicily in Italia. I'm talking about Mr. Mark Jansen, who is the lead guitarist and a vocalist for the Dutch symphonic metal band Epica, who will be releasing their eighth studio album this Friday, February 26th. It's entitled Omega, so be sure to check that out. I had a conversation with Mark over Zoom as we're doing our virtual series still during the pandemic. Also as well, Mark is in Italy, like I mentioned, and I am here in Toronto, And we had a great time discussing the album and their music and some of their experiences over the last few years. I also didn't uh, really know before that Mark was very much a health and exercise enthusiast. And so quite a few topics to get through in this upcoming episode. But before we dive into it, we're going to do the Adamantium Recommend segment. So for those maybe unfamiliar with Epica's music, or just if you want to compare notes with me, here are five of my favorite Epica songs. As usual, starting with a new song from the upcoming album Omega, I'm going to recommend the lead single, which is called Abyss of Time, Countdown to Singularity. My second recommendation is from their 2016 album, The Holographic Principle. I recommend the song Edge of the Blade. Then from their 2014 album, The Quantum Enigma, I recommend the song Unchain Utopia. My fourth recommendation is from the 2009 album, Design Your Universe. The song is called Unleashed. And then my final reco is from the 2007 album, The Divine Conspiracy, and the song is called Never Enough. But as a bonus, and probably my favorite thing that Epica has done, is actually a live album that was recorded in 2009. It's called The Classical Conspiracy. And what's amazing about that album is that Epica performed with a 40-piece orchestra and a 30-piece choir. And not only did they perform their songs live, but they did renditions of classical tunes and movie scores. And they sound amazing. Uh, you might even say they're epic. Uh? <laughs> But seriously, check it out. It's amazing. Chances are, if you are listening today, you might already be an Epica fan. If you're tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the very first time, thank you so much for tuning in. We love having you here, and we would love to have you back. So 
please do us that awesome favor of hitting that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. If you want to do us one more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a nice comment. That would be awesome. Uh, And then you can start sending us daily coffee and gourmet meals. But if that's a little too much to ask for, you can also just follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. All right, so who's ready for today's episode? Let's jump right into it. It's episode 109 of the Adamantium podcast featuring Mark Jansen of the Dutch symphonic metal band Epica. Thank you for tuning in, my friends, and we will see you very soon. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Good, man. Good. You can hear me okay? I can hear you. Yeah, I got my headphones so I can hear you loud and clear. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, so can my dog. Ah. <laughs> she gave you a little growl there. She can hear you but can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, one of my dogs is also growling very well. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. She always does because she thinks I think someone's at the door or something. <laughs> <laughs> my Sorry. dog does it for, for playing, like sometimes just out of nowhere. you you, uh you could put her on the next album yeah sometimes i'm joking about that because she has a really cool growl yeah (laughs) you growl back at her yeah i sometimes do yeah (laughs) but always we're always playing that she's she's my favorite so i'll uh just like daddy yeah do you have same same with mine do you have do you have just the one dog or Uh, three dogs and six cats oh wow okay Uh, an animal farm yeah yeah well i think you have a little bit more space than i do <laughs> so yeah I and, and just and one <laughs> yeah a lot of space and uh, i have also this year a lot of time <laughs> yeah that. right i know don't don't we all yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wh- where are you calling me from right now mark i live in sicily the south of italy in- oh beautiful beautiful yeah what's, what's is it uh i well i mean I've, I've heard they've been getting some odd weather on that side of the world this year but Oh, yeah. In Madrid, there was snowing, but yeah. here it's still a, a pretty normal winter, so nothing oh, well, extraordinary. Good. Well, yeah. lucky for you. Lucky for you. Actually, I'm, yeah. I'm calling from Toronto. And to be honest, we've been, we've been very lucky. We've had a really mild winter this year. So ah, at least you can still get out and enjoy some yeah. fresh air because uh, it would have been like last or like two years ago, it was like minus 20, minus 30 at this time of year. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was once in Edmonton and there was also like minus yeah. 25. It was, yeah, I was just half a, half a minute outside with my hair wet and they were completely frozen. Like, yeah, hard. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, I go jogging in the like the hairs in my nose freeze. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's that cold. Yeah, then, then it happens. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Well, Mark, thank you uh, very much for taking some time to to chat today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and congrats on uh, the eighth album coming out next month. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Or by the, when people hear this, it'll probably be this month. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. depends when it gets released. But yeah, in the February 2021. Yes. Um, so yeah, congratulations. Eight albums is quite an accomplishment on its own. Um, Omega is the, the title of the album. And so my first question was, because you guys have um, quite often um, 
inf- used influence from kind of very spiritual themes, things like the Mayan calendar and stuff like that. And the Omega being an ancient Greek symbol that often kind of means like the last in the series. I was wondering if yeah. there was any kind of those themes that you explored for this album in specific. Yeah, yeah, that uh, it's referring to the Omega Point theory, and it's a theory by a French priest who said that we are all uh, fated to swirl towards one point of unification mm-hmm. as the, as as humanity, but also as the whole universe. And I thought that it's a nice uh, concept to to start with, and uh, because if we started like with one uh, big ball, a small ball of energy, and then poof, it became the universe. Uh, with the Big Bang, and then in the end, we, we go back uh, into one little ball of unification. Mm. It would mean that the circle is full, and uh, everything in the universe is anyway going in circles and uh, and uh, spirals. So that was the starting point to get uh, all the lyrics going. Mm-hmm. Very cool, very cool. I know, And I know, I, I thought maybe, because I know some of your albums, they've, they've kind of had uh, one theme that started, you know, 10 years ago, and then concluded it four albums later. And yeah. so I thought maybe the Omega often meaning, you know, Alpha and Omega's first and last. I wasn't sure if you had any of those concluding thoughts that were coming in this album. No, yeah, obviously the Alpha and Omega, Alpha is the first song in the album, Omega the last song. So in a way, there's something, the last related to Omega. Yeah. But it's not, but it's not like that there is, it's the last uh, Epica album in general. Well, that's or the lo- <laughs> because of many fans asked me that question. They were a little right. bit scared about it. Yeah. I, well, I thought it could have been the end of a, or a series of thoughts or something like that. Um, but uh, it's obviously, I knew from the name, oh, it was, it was something frozen. that very much fit with, with the Epica uh, kind of theme. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, one thing that I found really interesting that you guys did for this album was you had a, a video log going on on YouTube on kind of the creation of the album. Um, That's right. Was this the first time you guys had done something like this? Um, no, we did it already in the past too. But uh, okay. every time, every time, with every album, it gets a little bit more professional. And this okay. uh, this was really like a, a a long video log with a lot of mm-hmm. uh, different uh, stories. So we pretty much filmed everything we did so that uh, that there was also a lot of material to release. And mm-hmm. that it's uh, interesting for the fans to to build a connection with the album. Mm-hmm. I think like they get, uh, you know, a lot of times when you hear them, you get a kind of a sense of, because I watched through quite a lot of the episodes um, before today, and uh, you really get a sense of... Uh, each personality too behind yeah. the pieces and and how they interact with each other and I, I mean i learned two things one how how many factors go into recording uh yeah. one of your pieces and you know from the, the orchestra to the choir to you know uh there was there was an episode i found really interesting that was inside a church you had a children's choir inside yes. a church and uh just the the great the, the vast amount of factors that went into it and then what was really interesting, especially this time around, was uh, the second part, I was going to say, is uh, I think it was probably midst way, uh, you know, the pandemic hit and, and yes. the process had to change. So one of the questions I did have was, um, what were some of the biggest hurdles that you guys had to go through um, in recording? Obviously, it was a first for you guys, the recording an album during a pandemic. 
Yeah, uh, to start with it, well, we were lucky also in a way that we had uh, recorded already the orchestra and the choir, mm. uh, because uh, if that wouldn't have happened, we, we would have had a big delay on that as well, because uh, we, we literally recorded the last day of choirs when the next day the lockdown started, oh, wow. so, and then it was not allowed anymore, so we, yeah. were, we were very lucky, but then just uh, as I live in the south of Italy, I was not uh, allowed to travel anymore, I was in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Right. I had to rec- I had to record my my vocal parts uh, in my home studio. Okay. Luckily, also there, fortunately, I, I just had a new home studio built. Was just finished. Wow! So it, it couldn't have come I on mean, a better moment. Yeah, <laughs> fate was looking out for you. Yeah, just Simone. She she had to record in the studio. She had to look for a studio close to where she lives in Germany. And yeah. But that also that worked in the end pretty fine. And. Uh, uh, Yoast, the producer, was remotely uh, also there, like with a mm-hmm. Skype connection. So in the end, it worked pretty well. We had a small delay because of this, but not nothing too bad. Wow, that's uh, that's incredible. Um, and uh, I mean, it's it's something. It's one of those. It's one of those weird things. I was having this conversation with some family that you know, like uh, with with kids going to school, like when I was in, when you and I were in high school or whatever, they wouldn't be able to do what they're doing now because we didn't have the virtual ability at the time. We couldn't be doing this, you know? uh, So it's like, well, you know, what would have happened if this pandemic hit 20 years ago, you know, or (laughs) so imagine trying to record an album, you know, at that point. You know. Yeah, sometimes thinking about that too. Uh, Twenty years ago, uh, I would not be able to live so far away from the rest of the guys. Then no, would simply yeah. have not been possible. We, now we can. Now I think even when the five G is completely rolled out, you can do rehearsals, and then the internet is so fast that you can do uh, lifetime uh, rehearsals. So yeah. you don't need to be with you each other anymore in one you room. Be in a band and never meet each other. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, so actually one thing uh, a buddy and I have been doing, I bought my first, uh, my big purchase during the lockdown was I bought a, I'm a drummer. So I bought yeah. one of those virtual kits for my condo. Oh, yeah. And uh, my buddy and I have just been recording covers. Like he's recording the guitar parts at his place. I'm recording the drums nice. at my place. And, uh, you know, that's that's all you need now, you know? And Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, yeah, the progress it, is yeah. It brings a lot of new uh, opportunities. So that's, absolutely, that's a good and thing about it. Just yeah. the quality is is. I, I found some uh, the other day. I was rummaging through another uh, again from being stuck inside. I was rummaging through some old recordings that I had done back in high school, and it was like just uh, recorded in my basement with a little camera that I just took the audio from, and just the the quality difference from ten years ago to now is is you know insane. What you can just do from home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a little little frozen part, but I could hear the uh, yeah. the last thing you said. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, so it's amazing, and and that actually being said, uh, uh, talking about live performance is um, one of the, yeah. the coolest thing I thought you guys have ever done was uh, back in I think it was two thousand and nine when you guys recorded the classical conspiracy, yeah. um, which for the listeners if they're not familiar, it was a live album where you guys did kind of your own take, your own version on classical songs. Uh, yes. and even movie soundtracks. Yes. Um, so my first question is, is uh, what kind of prep it goes into uh, recording a show like that? Oh, it's, it's a pain in the ass, I must say. <laughs> uh, that, <laughs> it's a lot of work, but mm-hmm. I'm really happy that we've done these things because now we have the, still the results of all that, that, that work. But there's a lot of work to, to write the scores, 
to rehearse with the orchestra that that, that was like with the Hungarian orchestra for that record one week of re uh, rehearsals and then on the day itself uh, I remember I was nervous as, as hell because uh, you think everything that goes wrong you can hear it on the recordings yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah but but now I'm really happy and I'm proud of what we have achieved there it's just every time when you start with something like that you you always tend to forget how long it takes to prepare all that stuff. Everything, yeah, yeah. Um, have you guys ever thought about doing something like that again? Yeah, we, we did once one more time uh, the retrospect show for the 10 years anniversary. It was mm -hmm. also with the same orchestra. Yeah. And uh, I think we will do something like this in the future again. Uh, of course, everything has to be possible right. again with the current situation. Yeah. But uh, if uh, at a certain point things open up again, then... Uh, Definitely one of the options is to, to do something with a, with an orchestra live again. Yeah. Very cool. Um, another one of the projects I found very unique to you guys was, um, I mean, I, I haven't read them myself, but two of my best friends are huge, huge fans of Attack on Titan. And uh -huh. um, I, I know you guys did an EP, like a Japanese EP that was Epica versus Attack on Titan songs yeah that's right um so my, my 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 question was you how did this how did this opportunity come together was was it something you guys sought out or was it something they came to you and asked for yeah they came to us there was the japanese label uh, mm -hmm. that came to us uh, if, if we were interested in, in doing this and uh, uh some of our guys knew already the series so we checked and the ones who didn't we checked it out and uh, we liked it and then we said we we want to do it but only if we have uh, the, the the option to record it the way we want it. So with, mm -hmm. with, a, with real instruments, real orchestra. And they said, okay, uh, that's all fine by us. And we took the challenge. And it was really fun working on, on that material. Because then you, you challenge yourself to go outside of your comfort zone. It's something right. that we never did before like this. So it's a very interesting thing to do, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Was were any of the guys had were they familiar with the work already, or was it something you guys had to research yourself as well? Yeah, I, I wasn't familiar with it at all. But uh, some of the guys already knew the series, so they knew the, what kind of music oh, it was. Yeah. I was completely into it for, from a blank sheet. I, I had no yeah. idea yet. I only heard about it, yeah, like two years ago. But yeah, two of my best friends are like uh, absolutely obsessed. Yeah, I was also amazed by by some people how big fans they are of that yeah. series. While I, at that point, had never heard about it. So it's, it's funny how these it's things... Funny. It's funny. And I bet you guys gained a whole bunch of new fans. Uh, yeah, there was quite some project. people that, yeah, that yeah. know it's due to that project. And then they got into it. Because right after we did a, a, a gig in Japan, mm -hmm. and there was, was three times more people than the time before. So right. it really had a big, big impact. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, same thing. I met a... Uh, I, I see the tail of your dog. Oh, you want to say hi? <laughs> Hold on. Come say hi. Hey. hi. <laughs> that looks exactly like the dog of a friend of mine. Yeah? Yeah. She's, um, she's a, a rescue from Texas. Ah. And uh, so I don't know exactly what she is. Um, yeah. But over Christmas, I got her uh, a DNA test. So it should come in the next uh, week or so. Oh, that's I'm exciting. Finally, yeah, because everyone always asks, oh, what kind of dog do you have? And, <laughs> I know the feeling because I yeah. know don't know it from either one of the three of mine. Oh, really? One, one is like has for sure some some Dalmatia okay. in, in it, and one has a, something like a shepherd, and one has something like a 
Bouvier kind of or mix. So they all mixed. All multiple, yeah. Three the best type. dogs. And, uh, Very nice. What are their names? Sita, uh, Duri, and Tilo. Okay. I, I won't remember that, but uh, <laughs> I'll try. Mine's is Kona. Yeah, Kona. Nice, Kona, nice yeah. to meet you, Kona. <laughs> <laughs> she went off to get a drink of water. Oh, she's actually heard you. <laughs> Kona. Just <laughs> <laughs> looking around for you. Um, one other thing, uh, actually, this is a, maybe a bit more of an observation than a question in general, but um, I hadn't realized actually, uh, other than the you know symphonic metal connection, that you guys are quite linked with the band Camelot. Um, yeah. having worked together and, uh, and of course I, I didn't even put it together. One of their albums names is Epica yeah. and, uh, it's significant to me because, uh, Camelot were actually the first band to ever be on this podcast. Ah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tommy from, uh, Camelot, I met him at a venue here in Toronto and, yeah. uh, that was the first time that we had a band on the, the podcast. Nice. Yeah. Tommy, but, Tommy's a very nice guy. Very nice guy. He was actually yeah. sick that day but still, uh, still agreed to do it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, now 105 episodes later, here we are. So <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, it's a, without, without a band, we, uh, we would have never been called Epica because right. we were, we were in the studio recording our first album. And by that time we were still called Sahara dust. That and I didn't bad. like that. didn't like that name. And we were looking and looking for a different name. I couldn't find it. And then uh, I saw the cover of the new Camelot album. By that time, mm -hmm. it was not released yet, but uh, Sasha also recorded with Camelot. He had something there. And I saw Epica and I thought, wow, that, that's an amazing name for a mm -hmm. band. And yeah. And uh, so, so it got to happen, yeah. Yeah, I didn't we even, even know. We even asked uh, uh, Thomas of Camelot of, if it was all right uh, to, mm -hmm. and he said, yeah, it's fine. Was that the first, was that the first album he did with them? Um, that was our first album and, uh, yeah. yeah and I think that was, was the first album Tom, uh, Thomas did with, with Camelot. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's possible. Yeah. 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 Very cool. So tell me from Omega, I mean, cause I've only been able to hear a couple of pieces from it so far of what's yeah. been released and, uh, tell me what are, you know, when you can get back to a live setting, what are some of the songs that you're most excited to play in front of an audience again? Um, for sure, it's uh, the one of the ones that I look most uh, forward to is uh, Kingdom of Heaven Part Three. Okay, I already I've been playing that one already for like one hundred times, mm -hmm. and even after one hundred times, it's still exciting to play the song. So that's always a good sign. Yeah, and uh, also Abyss of Time. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, Freedom is going to be a fun one. Uh, Seal of Solomon. I look very much forward to. Uh, Omega is a very nice song to play live. I think, and. I think these are my favorite. Also, Code of Life. I think it's also mm -hmm. a really fun one. Going to be a fun one to play live. What What makes uh, a song particularly exciting for you to play live? Is it the guitar melodies or just the unison with the band? Yeah, the most fun is when when a crowd goes crazy. So yeah. a song like Beyond the Matrix, for example, is, is right. the crowd really loves that song. So then it's also for us a lot of fun to play it. Feel their energy. Yeah, yeah. Very nice, man. Very nice. Um, you know, I did notice uh, that uh, you had been cycling a lot. Uh, I did. I took a look at your Instagram and saw that you was, you've been cycling a lot, which is a great year, a time to be a uh, great way to be spending your time these days. So tell yeah. me, what are what are a couple of your? If I was going to Sicily tomorrow, what are a few spots that I should cycle through? 
are for sure the Etna. That is the the, the biggest mountain of the of Sicily. Okay. Mount Etna, and, and there's three climbs that lead to the top. The Giro d'Italia did the uh, last edition, uh, very beautiful. The North climb is the one of the most beautiful climbs of Sicily. It's it's through the forest, and it's 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 a tough climb. So it's uh, it's really amazing. Uh, but also, I would say the Madonie. It's a it's a mountain group, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's beautiful to cycle there. But actually, in Sicily, it's almost everywhere. It's amazing right. to cycle. It's one big paradise. I always say, like, I'm. Uh, it's like cycling in a painting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, I yeah. uh, I haven't been to Sicily uh, in specific, but the last time I was in Italy, I was on the Amalfi Coast, which is also yeah. very similar. Like, you you could go anywhere, and it's it's breathtaking. Um, yeah, it's so. But I have to yeah. say, I I would be pretty nervous on those roads because. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's the same in Sicily, the windy roads along the edge of the cliff and yeah, people like same. coming speeding around corners on their mopeds <laughs> and then and there's like a bus coming the opposite direction and it's it's a bit wild. Oh yeah, don't 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 be started about that. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah, because here the people here the people that drive really like crazy. That is uh, it's uh, the typical Italian way of driving. And also, yeah, yeah when I when I started cycling here. I really had to get used to it because with every bike ride in the beginning, I could have died. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly. you, you don't get priority anywhere where you have it. Your cyclists are worth less than a, an, a guy driving his car. So <laughs> you have to give them all the time priority. Even if right. you have it, you, you simply don't get it. <laughs> then after a while, you get used to it. And uh, uh, it makes you also m- much more laid back. I remember back in the Netherlands when somebody doesn't give you uh, priority you get pissed and hey, what the fuck here you just take it like like it is you you don't yeah. get priority anywhere and <laughs> you, you just take it the way it is that's when i a couple of years ago i actually i went to uh i traveled around india and yeah. i was glad i hired a a driver specifically because i was like there's no way i'm driving there and <laughs> and it was i've never seen anything like it there's almost like zero rules to the road like you're yeah it's like if you're willing to take the risk go ahead like people were driving on the wrong side of the road and uh oh, yes. one day i was we were out and we saw and there'd be like uh motorbikes small tiny motorbikes with like a family of six on it and yeah. uh one day we we were driving along and we saw three women on a motorbike crash into the side of a bus and they just got off and like wiped themselves off and got back on the bike and kept going like it was you know like it had happened before like no exchange of insurance right? yeah, <laughs> you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's too when when there's just a little scratch people say okay uh, we we just go with it and uh, it's uh it has it has advantages and disadvantages uh, yeah. it's also sometimes that i get back to my car and i see a scratch that wasn't there before and <laughs> Without any note, uh, phone number uh, under the, yeah, the, well, the, the windshield. That's that's all over the planet. That happens. <laughs> yeah, but at the other hand, here you you're getting used to it. My my car is full of scratches, and uh, uh, and also when 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 two people hit each other a little bit, and they say, okay, it's fine, uh, and go ahead. Not all that nonsense of the paperwork. But it's also a good thing. It has a good yeah. side as well. <laughs> do you listen? Do you listen to music while you're cycling? No, because uh, it's, it's too dangerous. Too dangerous uh, first of all. Yeah. And uh, second of all, I also like to hear the, the sounds of nature. Okay. So uh, I really enjoy when, for example, when I see the birds so, and, I, and I hear them as well, mm-hmm. especially the, the, the falcos, they make really beautiful sound. And I, I want to hear these kind of things. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's, I, I think that's an amazing outlook. Um, yeah. 
my last question then is, is when can we get, or where can we find the Epica race gear? Um, yeah, that was, we just had it online for about like two, two months. They did the new Epica Omega outfit. Yeah. But now they are all pre-ordered and now they are in production. Okay. So every, everybody who ordered it, they, they are now waiting for it to be delivered. Was, was that specifically your idea being the cyclist or? Yes. Yes. I, I formed the Epica cycling team. Okay. And it's like, uh, it has, I think something like 360 members on Facebook. Oh, really? And it's, and it's all over the world. People have these outfits and, uh, yeah. and, and, and cycling. So I also, whenever I'm, I'm, uh, abroad on tour, there's always somebody of the Epica cycling team somewhere. And then we really? cycle together. That's, that's very a, cool. I think that's yeah, amazing. It's very nice. That's amazing. I, again, another one of those things you wouldn't have been able to do 10 years ago, you know, or 20 exactly. Years yeah. Ago. Yeah. So, do any of the other band members uh, do they partake with you? None of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sometimes with some running, there's some guys do yeah, some okay. running. Yeah. But that's also not 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 every tour. Sometimes they they like into run. They are into running, and sometimes uh, for a while nobody's running at all, just okay. me. But uh, every tour I'm into running and also cycling whenever it's possible. I'm always uh, the the sporty guy. Okay, I think you need to be on on tour because uh, yeah. I feel like on tour would be very easy to fall into some bad habits. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And I I I don't uh, use drugs. I don't uh, smoke weed, for example. Nothing. Uh, just every now and then a beer. And yeah. uh, when I keep sporting during the day and then show at at night and then just a few beers here and there, then you keep you stay fit. Yeah. But uh, I've seen also bands going completely wild. And then uh, at a certain point, they start playing shit shows. And yeah. I always thought that, uh, but luckily, uh, nobody in Epic has like that. So yeah, it's only, only our drummer. He drinks quite think, some beers. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but he's still I, steady. I think, I think some of the standards changed a little bit because I think I, I saw, I listened to an interview once with, uh, I think it's Nita Strauss. That's uh, Alice Cooper's yeah. guitarist. And they oh, were yeah. on tour with Motley Crue or something oh. like that. And obviously Molly crew have this reputation, but now they're clean. Yeah. And it was, uh, instead of beers and stuff, Nita Strauss and, and her band were having, you know, like, uh, green shakes, you know, and, uh, you know, spinach shakes and stuff like that. And, uh, oh, yeah. and Nick, apparently Nikki six called it the highway to health tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good, good way to say, but uh, yeah. that's the, that, that, that's the only way to keep on going because uh, you see, even uh, these bands who go completely wild at a certain point, either one of them is dying yeah. or they, they change completely their habits because otherwise they, they feel like it's, it's going to be the end. What do you, what do you think uh, will be some changes to touring once, you know, once things are opened up again? Yeah, that's very hard to say because you hear different uh, kind of information. And mm. I really hope that everything would related to concert is going to be the way it was before right because you hear also some some things like some virologists they saying yeah this this kind of keeping distance is, is going to remain for uh, for at least wow. some some couple of years mm -hmm. so hopefully that's not true because uh with with concerts you have to enjoy it with with a whole group yeah. of people in front of you and not yeah. not like one meter distance or something it's true i mean and, and i i'm someone who loves concerts myself but it's not just the connection with you and the band it's the connection with you and everyone around you exactly yes and yes but uh, you know sometimes uh some i think if i'm working a concert it's not quite the same as experience as if i'm there 
with my yeah. friends or in the audience, in the pit, you know, yeah, it's a different experience. So yeah, I, I hope so too. I really do. Yeah. But uh, either way, and within 10 years, I think the, the, the technology will be so good. That's I think true. you can put a mask on and then you are like in a virtual crowd. Yeah. Which which maybe feels exactly the same as 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 Who it knows. feels like. Yeah, if, if this goes on like this because it's developing so fastly. Yeah. That 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 you really have this this uh, reality feeling when you put on a mask, mm -hmm. then then it will be basically the same. So in the worst case scenario, I, I'm still optimistic that then this will be at least an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm optimistic. I'm on the with the, with the the rollout, the you know optimistic rollout of the vaccine. I know. Yeah. Our neighbor, I'm in Canada, but down in, in the states, they're having a really hard time, obviously, with 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 COVID right now. But they've got a very aggressive and with everything event. in general. But yeah, yeah, we don't need to we don't need to necessarily go into that. But I know Wednesday is going to be a very interesting day. But uh, yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, they, I heard an interview recently with Dr. Fauci that he's, uh, uh, you know, expecting some kind of normalcy by April or something like that, and and maybe events by the late summer, early fall. So yeah, I heard. You know, fingers crossed. I mean, I guess we don't know, but uh, here's here's hoping. And I did see you guys did announce a tour for for next year. So yes. So I've I've got well, my let's uh, hope so yeah I've got my fingers crossed for you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. And and. Even if, if it doesn't happen, uh, don't worry about me. I'm having a good time. I, I, I can uh, see I, that. You're having a better of, time than most of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I hear all the time people uh, saying, yeah, 2020 was the shittiest year. But I know, then I always say like, yeah, but uh, for me, it was not a shit year. I, mm -hmm. I still enjoyed. Uh, there was so many other things I did that I could have, could have not done right. if I was still touring. I finished my uh, a lot of things in my garden and uh, the house. We had to finish a lot of stuff. So whatever happens, I always find my way. It's, uh, I think that's the the most important thing to to look at it. I think there's a bit yeah. of good to come out of anything, you know. I think so too. And and every time every period of chaos always led to some 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 great periods after as well. So uh, this is even though it's it's difficult and uh, and hard for for us all. Yeah, uh, in some some ways, but uh, I'm sure what comes after is 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 better. And that's what the next album will be about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark. Well, I uh, I don't want to take any more time because I know you have a few of these to get to. And uh, again, thank you so much for for doing this. Thank you too. And uh, I hope to see you on tour in person next time. Yeah, hopefully. And uh, right, uh, have a have a thank good day. You, you too. And Thanks, man. Bye bye. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.